This is the War on Waste Innovation, Chapter 3, Episode 4. Measurement. We think that our approach to perform an improvement is unique in how we teach our clients to measure performance. Our philosophy about measurement is very simple, but has profound implications. We believe that measurement must be a tool for each member of the organization, a tool that guides him or her to continually improve performance. Before you begin to nod that this is only common sense, this is not what we see in a great percentage of organizations and how they really use measurements. Measurements in these companies is a tool for managers, a flag that alerts them to problems or deviations from the norm. Typically, the measures are well after the fact. They are too late to guide performance. Our approach to measurement is to develop measures that let employees know how the work is proceeding, what needs to be done, and what can be expected. We do not measure individuals. We measure the work. When we define work, basically it is plan the work, control the work, under control it's measure and then adjust, and then finally do the work. The usual question that we ask workers in the war on waste is who does the planning? Of course, they aren't involved in the planning of the work. The managers are. But who gets to do the work? Of course, it is the workers. So as we get into the war on waste, we begin to get everyone to understand what we mean by work. So when we talk about control, we mean that we measure the work and then adjust the results if the measurement isn't what we expect it to be. Measure, measurement is a way to keep score of how well work the value-added or essential support activity is being done. And the work is done on the banner of no blame, so that we get honest data. We want honest data so that we can believe it. We want employees to feel comfortable that they can report data as it is and make numbers believable. Our philosophy is that if you can believe the measurement, it can be improved. If it can't be believed, then you question the need for the activity. Measurement is intended to improve the output of the organization, not the control of the manager. Measurement is thus a tool for the workers and not the managers. This doesn't mean that managers can't know what the measurements are. It's just not their primary job to use the measurements to adjust performance. In the traditional measurement, measures are after the fact, well after the fact, and they're too late to guide performance. So let's talk about the next section, yes-no charts. Perhaps the most powerful tools that I have developed is the yes-no chart. I say it is powerful not because I am enamored by the invention, but because I am ecstatic by the results of this very simple tool. Yes, it is a yes-no chart.
just what is it? Very simply, it is a chart that is set up to measure a result. It measures a simple question, a question whose answer is yes or no. And this what measurement maybe is not an acceptable answer. In fact, the chart has only two level marks, either yes or no. There is no third category, perhaps, maybe, sometime, you get the idea. The answer is given on a no-blame basis. We want to know what, it tr what is truly happening. The way that this idea developed is a funny history. At the pilot company, we talked about no blame, <clears throat> and someone in class raised the issue of a truck leaving late every day. The minute that this was mentioned, a hush went over the room. I knew something was going on. So I asked the obvious question, why is it a problem when the truck leaves late? No one responded, so I was trying to figure out a way to get to the end of the story. So I went out to the shipping area and put up the first yes-no chart. And it looked something like this. There's five days in a row. And when you have a, in a yes-no chart, if you have a no, it's a red X. And if it's green, if it's a, um, a yes. So I put up this chart, and it said, did the truck leave by 9 a.m.? I did this on a sheet of flip chart paper, and it was done so that anyone passing by the area could see it. As I walked by the area with the CEO, he noticed. He asked me what that was about. I told him that the employees identified the importance of the truck leaving on time. If it left after 9 a.m., it couldn't complete the rounds to the San Jose area from the North Bay and get back before the heavy commute. We looked at the chart, and there were three big red X's on the chart. The red X indicates no in response to the posted result and posted question. Did the truck leave at 9 a.m.? So when we investigated the why of the question, it turned out that CEO's son was not getting in on time around 6.30 a.m. to do the inspections necessary to get the parts loaded on the truck and get it out before 9 a.m. Once the explanation was on the table, the sun got in on time. The parts were inspected and the truck left before 9 a.m. From that moment forward, the yes-no chart had earned its merits as a valuable measuring technique. We have used the yes-no chart at a number of companies to manage the truck schedule. In all of the situation, the truck rarely leaves on time for any number of reasons, and they're usually very good reasons why they don't leave on time. Again, before the yes-no chart goes up, it must be determined that it is important that the truck leaves by a particular time. Why measure something if there are no consequences from not leaving on time? That is, if the consequences for leaving on time are no different from those leaving on time or not on time, this is not the right issue to measure. The individuals or departments affected by the truck schedule must agree that a measurement is appropriate. However, once a yes-no chart goes up, all excuses are forbidden, and no blame is a rule. When the annoyance gets large enough, things begin to change. Often, we have had no idea what the causes or what the solutions will be. It really doesn't matter, because the yes-no chart gets things moving. We should point out here 
that we have not found that it is particularly effective to focus on individuals or to attempt to modify behavior directly. Rather than focus on an individual, it is more important to focus on what work is being done. Additionally, it is often more useful to focus on the output of the individual's work group than on the work of that individual. Here are some other examples. A worker is consistently late. A worker periodically comes late to work. It may irritate the manager that the worker is late. However, in terms of the organization's performance, the key issue is not whether the manager is irritated, but whether the team's performance is affected. If the team is affected, then we might recommend a creation of a yes-no chart to monitor this behavior. Again, the data are reported on a no-blame basis. It is important to know this information, then it must be posted for all to see. We use the term team here to refer to a particular work unit in the business. The teams may be a group, a team and all that implies, or it may be a loose group of workers in a particular area of the company. Whatever the unit, the measurement is for the benefit of the entire team. This is an especially important point. The measurements are not for management, they are for the team to use for its to improve its performance. So the team makes up a yes-no chart. The question asked is this. Was everyone on the team on time today? Yes, no. If anyone is one minute late, the report for the whole team is logged on a chart is a no. One minute late or one hour late, the log shows a no. A yes-no chart is unforgiving because there's no room for excuses. But we have found that most workers don't have a problem with this method of measurement. Workers are easily fair to each other, and they don't like it when someone takes advantage of a situation. This approach to measurement is something that we have found that they like because it is fair. The results on this particular thing might show something like show four red X's in a row, followed by a green zero. We use the colors because it's more striking to put the X's in red and the O's in green. Managers find that the yes-no chart is a valuable tool. It serves to monitor the behavior of the team. It creates the behavior that the manager would like to have, namely that everyone is at work on time. But that behavior cannot be created until everyone on a team of concern sees that that is a problem. It may be a management concern, but not a team problem. When the members of the team see it as a problem, then a yes-no chart is a powerful way to measure the problem and measuring it, eliminate it. As we have seen at work in situations like this, the key result of the action is that everyone in the organization sees that someone on the team is coming late, even though no individual's name is attached to this chart. Enough knows and an adjustment is made by the team, not the manager. Usually the tardy individual doesn't need to be told to change his behavior, but if the errant behavior persists, the team will deal with it. 
The individual may receive some pointed suggestions or the team may hold a meeting in which the issue is raised for discussion. Action is usually quick and fair. If one worker is singled out for discipline, everyone knows the problem. Nothing is done behind closed doors. The issue is dealt with openly. The no-blame philosophy has a corollary, no excuses. In other words, no excuses are required or even accepted. Either you get to work on time or you don't. Members of the team have been known to deal with the situation by volunteering to be alarm clocks for the person. They even may even buy him an alarm clock and donate it to the cause. In other words, the yes-no chart puts a problem in front of everyone to see and then forces the team to deal with it when inappropriate behavior appears. Obviously, there can be managerial concern about the yes-no chart. If some of the control, measuring, and then adjusting is now in the hands of the work team, then there is less need for supervision to make the decisions about the work. Then, what does a supervisor or manager do with the time previously spent controlling the work and the workers? This is a realistic concern. But if a manager is truly concerned about work performance, what does it, difference does it make in how it is accomplished? Now the supervisor or manager can devote time to another high-priority issue. When our clients find this is an issue, we routinely, routinely see that they redirect supervisory personnel to such activities as coaching, facilitating, teaching, expediting, project work, etc. All of these activities are performed as a service to the value-adding activities carried out by their former supervisees. It is our belief that measurement is intended to improve the output of the organization, not the control of the manager. Measure, measurement is thus a tool for the workers, not the managers. This doesn't mean that managers don't need to know what the measurements are. It's just not their primary job to use the measurement to adjust performance. Leave that to the workers. Be aware of their efforts to adjust performance and help if you're asked. This is the end of episode four of chapter three of the War on Waste Innovation. If you have any questions, feel free to call me at the number 510-520-8011, or you can reach me at my email, len at bertain.com. Thank you very much. Looking forward to you in the next episode.